0: Did you know that the Guajira is one of the oldest flamenco palos? Yes, it has been with us for almost one century and a half, at least since summer 1878. In this episode 5 of the podcast Forgotten Sounds of Flamenco, I will talk about what happened in this hot summer where the sounds of the Guajira resounded through Spain and who were one of its first protagonists. You will be able also to listen to some of the first Guajiras, never recorded before and I will play live one of them for you with my guitar. Don't miss this episode because it will surprise you. Sounds that once were listened, sounds that once were enjoyed, sounds that once were danced, sounds relegated to oblivion, and yet there is still something we can do for them. Let us summon them. Let us summon them. Welcome to the podcast Forgotten Sounds of Flamenco. My name is José Miguel Hernández Jaramillo and I invite you to enroll in this journey through the sounds, stories, spaces and people that were part of the 19th century Flamenco. Hello! In this episode I will talk about one of the oldest flamenco palos, since it has been with us for almost one century and a half. I am referring to the Guajira, which has been part of flamenco since at least 1878. As always, when I speak of dating, they are not usually absolute. They are based on the documents we know today, and are always subject to the possibility that new documents may be found that make us rethink this date. In fact, although we have some composition in Spain titled as Guajiras before 1878, these pieces do not follow the flamenco Guajiras musical patterns, which is why I do not consider them. The first news we have of the Guajira in Spain is found in the summer of 1878 in two different locations in Spain, in Madrid and in Córdoba. In Madrid, the protagonist of the first Guajiras was the comic actor Emilio Carratala, He was a tenor and actor from Alicante and was always joking with his friends. He was very given to improvisation on stage and, let's say, to certain eccentricities. There are hilarious anecdotes about this man. If you are watching this episode on the YouTube channel Sonidos Olvidados Musicología Creativa, you can see a picture of him. Caratala has been around for about a decade in American countries, in Mexico and especially in Cuba performing among others in Joaquin Gastambides' company. Carratala even had his own artistic company at that time. In those years, the comedy entitled La Boda de Pancha Jutia y Canuto Raspadura, in English, The Wedding of Pancha Jutia and Canuto Raspadura, it was very popular in Cuba since 1848 for more than two decades. It was so popular that illustrations of the character of this play were used as advertising slogans on cigar bands, etc. In the summer stage installed in the gardens of Buen Retiro in Madrid, it was announced in early July 1878 the premiere of a zarzuela with a title very similar to the Cuban play La Boda de Pancha Jutía y Canuto Raspadura that I have just mentioned. This zarzuela was entitled Panchita o la Negra Raspadura. According to the press, this play was made for Caratala, who would play a female role, probably that of Panchita, dressed as a woman. As a hypothesis, it could be suggested that given Caratala's stay in Cuba, this Spanish zarzuela could be a sort of sequel or version of the Cuban work. The following month, in August 1878, Federico Chueca and Joaquín Valverde composed another work Perhaps a sequel of the first, entitled Panchita en el Muelle de La Habana, in which Caratalá again acted dressed as a woman and sang two Guajiras. Curiously, this second work was registered in the Spanish Authors' Society, while the first one was not, so this fact may indicate that this work was composed and performed previously in Cuba. The original Cuban version of this work did not include a guajira since the first Cuban guajiras appeared in the decade of 1890. This work included a Cuban zapateo, not a Cuban punto. At that time the fashionable dance in Cuba was the Cuban zapateo, not only in rural environments as musicology has traditionally said, but also in all kinds of spaces. I mention this because it has been said that the Flamenco Guajiras was created from the Cuban Punto. And in my PhD dissertation at UNAM, which I dedicated precisely to this topic, what I found is that musically, the model taken by the Spanish Guajiras is most similar to the Cuban Zapateo than to the Cuban Punto, which at that time was not so popular. This will be another topic that I will address in another episode of this podcast. Unfortunately, we can't bring back the forgotten sounds of these zarzuelas for now because their scores were not published, but we can listen to a slightly later Guajira to get an idea on how Guajira sounded at that time. The Guajira we are listening to now is one of my favorites. It is titled Guacacoa by the composer from Linares, Agustin Sánchez Arista. That summer of 1878, we also find the Guajira in flamenco environments, concretely in Córdoba. In the Diario de Córdoba, it was published on August 18, 1878, a very curious news about a flamenco singer nicknamed El Guajiro Guajiro. I will try to translate this text. It says, El Guajiro, the applause singer so-called El Guajiro, who lately pleased a lot in the Café del Recreo. It was said days ago that he had died in Montilla. It has been known later that he left safe from that city and that he is in Seville, with much pleasure from his friends and fans, who applaud this more than his Guajiras. From what we can read in this text, he was famous for singing the Guajiras. El Guajiro was the nickname of Juan Patron, a Flamenco singer from Cadiz, According to a recent research work by Rafael Chavez Arcos, and he is the first flamenco artist that they know singing guajiras. Perhaps his nickname is not random and could come from being known for singing guajiras, so they began to call him the Guajiro. We can think of a second hypothesis as if he has been in Cuba for some artistic tours or other reasons. Note that just this year, 1878, ended the so called Ten Years' War also known as the first Cuban independence war. In those 10 years, almost 400,000 Spaniards arrived in Cuba between civilians and military. We could think the possibility that the Guajiro was one of them. And after his stay in Cuba, he returned to Spain singing the music that he learned in Cuba in a flamenco way. Because of that, maybe he was called the Guajiro. This already happened with other flamenco artists who took their nicknames from songs or lyrics they sang, such as El Niño de las Marianas, Bernardo El de los Lobitos, or La Niña de los Peines. These are hypotheses that will have to be investigated in the future. We are listening to another Guajira from piano composed by Eduardo Fuentes. These guajiras that we have heard in today's episode, as well as most of the pieces that we have heard in past episodes and that we will listen to in the ones to come are performed by my computer. These wonderful pieces, as far as I know, were never recorded before. If you are a performer, I encourage you to incorporate into your repertoire these pieces. They would sound very original and some of them are truly incredible. If you are up for it, Please record it and send it to us to share in future episodes. We have heard a couple of guajiras for piano and now I will play one for guitar. It is a fragment of one of the many guajiras for guitar composed in the last decades of the 19th century. This guajira is of an unknown author and corresponds to a score from the Biblioteca Nacional de Catalunya, Catalonian National Library. If you are watching this episode in the YouTube channel Sonidos Olvidados en Nomusicologia Creativa, you can see how I play this piece. Finally, since the summer of 1878, the Guajira has had a long life in flamenco. It is a song and a dance that is still performed today. There are many fascinating stories about the flamenco Guajira, which I will tell you in future episodes of this podcast. I will also explain soon why I never refer to the Guajira and other American-related palos as ida y vuelta songs, as is usually done in flamenco. I hope you liked this episode. If so, please share it on your social media. You can also follow us in Facebook, Instagram or YouTube. If you still need to, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Enjoy and see you in two weeks.